Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The nation, and indeed the world, continue to be shaken by the Chinese flu. As emergency measures go into effect, Americans have been forced to abandon their delightfully degrading pleasures and sink instead into the drab moral wasteland of family life and self-reflection. Cracks are beginning to appear in the social fabric as women are drawn away from important jobs, creating compliance systems on computers, and plunged into the drudgery of co-creating the minds and souls of their children in order to bring love and decency into a new generation. Men in home quarantine can't find even 10 minutes of privacy in which to look at porn and instead must satisfy their natural cravings on the bodies of wives who keep annoying them with their reality and humanity. And children have been barred from school where they were learning such important lessons as how to change their gender while putting a condom on a banana and are now stuck in their homes where they're in danger of being contaminated with the religious values of their parents. Not to mention the smallest victims of the epidemic, the infants who are happily enjoying their solitude in daycare centers and must now tolerate the care and love of mothers who just won't leave them alone. In the political sphere, we're witnessing the complete incompetence of the Trump administration, which has instituted such ridiculous measures as closing borders so the disease doesn't spread and bringing financial relief to low-income workers who have lost some wages, when they could be following the program of Joe Biden, who says we should put the Victrola on one of those new wireless phone gizmos and walk 10 miles through the snow like they used to do in the old days back in Nantucket, or maybe it was Pittsburgh, but you know the thing. Meanwhile, on CNN, journalists have been struck with seizures that leave them screaming incomprehensible nonsense while foaming at the mouth. So that's pretty much the usual programming. Trigger warning, I'm Andrew Claven, and this is The Andrew Claven Show. I feel hunky-dunky, life is tickety-boo. Birds are winging, also singing, hunky-dunky-dee-doo. Ship-shaped, ipsy-topsy, the world is a bitty zing it's a wonderful day. Hooray, hooray. It makes me want to sing. Oh, hurrah, hooray. Oh, hooray, hooray. Well, one pa- positive aspect of the woo flu is that now when I stay home and hang out with my wife and read, I can pretend I'm doing it out of a concern for the public welfare. But when I think about it a little harder, I can also see some negatives like large numbers of people dying and the economy collapsing. But since some of that can't be avoided, maybe we should look for a positive side to that as well. This is an amazing country. It is so powerful, so sturdy, so rich, so abundant that it may not be a bad thing from time to time to pull away from all our stuff and reconsider life in the raw. Maybe you've seen old paintings of saints contemplating skulls, meditating on death in order to focus on what matters in life, what lasts and what doesn't. That's a lot more difficult to do in a place like America, where you spend your time trying to decide whether it's Chinese food or pizza you want delivered to your door so you'll have something to eat while $100 million movies are streamed into your television set. Now, our economy is going to take a hit here, and people will probably die, and I'm not belittling that. But as we stare at the skull, maybe we can use this moment to think about what an even better future might look like. Just as a possible, for instance, maybe this is the mom moment we've secretly been waiting for. I've spoken before about how I think feminism began to become a thing in the 18th century when industrialization destroyed the home industries that gave women their economic participation and power. 
Feminists have argued that that power was more important than women's contribution as mothers and homemakers, and I disagree. But now that children are staying home from school and workers are telecommuting, maybe this is a moment to wonder, do we really need to send our kids to government facilities where teachers' unions keep dangerous incompetence in place, spouting leftist gender horse manure? Couldn't more moms work from home so that kids can be schooled in the values of their families? It's worth wondering, anyway, if our new technology could bring back some of the home industries. Maybe this is a moment when we solve the college debt problem by not sending kids to crappy colleges where they learn to hate their native land by reading communist histories by guys like Howard Zinn. Maybe this is the moment when places like Hill, Hillsdale can teach the truth and beauty online, and that'll count as a college education. Everything we have as a nation can vanish in a flash, and everything we have as individuals will vanish in a flash when we die. It's not a bad thing to consider how to strengthen the virtuous behaviors that make our free systems possible. The world isn't ours, it's God's. We just live in it for a little while. And we don't make the rules of how best to do that. He does. And we've rewritten them at our, par at our peril. All right, we're going to talk more about what is going on and whether and how seriously we should take it all. But first, you can see that I'm broadcasting from home. And one of the things about broadcasting from home is I don't have to look that great. I can just look as you see me now. And I know you're sitting there going, oh, my God, is that what he really looks like? Also, I'm not wearing my Vincero watch, and the reason is I don't have to impress people, I don't have to look good, I don't have to have people say, wow, that guy is wearing a really nice watch. But if you're looking to upgrade your look, don't waste money on a cheap cookie-cutter watch that doesn't get you noticed. Vincero understands the frustrations of online shopping, so they make it easy by offering free shipping, 30-day returns, and they guarantee your watch for two years. It's stress-free shopping with fair and honest prices. Head over to VinceroWatches.com slash Clavin. Check out my favorite picks and take advantage of my special discount while you shop. But remember to use the code Clavin. No matter who you are, what your job is, how old you are, or where you live, there'll always be an occasion when you'll want, need to look your best, whether for dates, interviews, weddings, nights out, interviews, or whatever else comes your way. So don't overpay for a watch that's made cheap and is underwhelming. Vincero is a timepiece you will like and you will use. Every second counts, so go to V-I-N-C-E-R-O-Watches.com forward slash Clavin and use my code Clavin for a discount at checkout because you simply must have one of these beautiful timepieces. Use my code Clavin at ch uh, checkout so at least you will know how to spell Clavin by the time you're finished. So we decided it would be best for me to broadcast from home for a couple of days because I'm an old codger and I do have a partially collapsed lung. So we don't want to. This is the important thing. If you wonder why we're taking all these precautions, it's to keep me alive. All right. That is the important thing. That That's why you're not going out to any bars. You're not going to the theater. It is so I don't get infected. Right. That is don't be selfish. That's my job. Right. <laughs> reason, don't, don't don't think of yourself. Think of myself because we want to keep me safe. The big question really facing us is. Is this real or is it fantasy or is this a panic? Are people panicked or is the danger real or is it something a little bit of both? And the answer to that question, I will tell you the absolute and total answer to that question is you don't know. And I don't know. And Donald Trump doesn't know. And nobody knows. We're doing people are doing the best they can. And we're lucky. We're really fortunate. We live in a place where the government is. We can fairly well trust the government not to make no mistakes. They're going to make mistakes, but to do the best they can to keep people safe. They may overdo it. They may go over the line. But because we don't know, and the guy on the internet on social media who's telling you he knows, he doesn't know, and he read an article by some somebody who says they know, and they don't know, it is a we're in a kind of dark place. And that's we we understand that. So we take the precautions. Don't be an idiot. Listen 
listen to what they're saying. The thing that you can do is you can watch. You can observe who's who and who does what. Because it's really interesting to me, and that way you know how to how to vote, how to behave better in the future, what we might be able to suggest in the coming days when, when this is passed and we have a new thing to deal with. One of the things that's just really fascinating to me is all we have heard, all we have heard is about the evil authoritarianism of Donald Trump. We hear about this again and again and again, and yet you would think in a moment like this, that evil authoritarianism would come out, but we don't see him suspending elections. We don't see him declaring martial law. We don't see him doing anything but getting his experts to put measures in place that help people. We can look at Joe Biden, however, and see what he would do in a crisis because he had a town hall. He had an online virtual town hall, and he announced what measures he would take. This is cut eight. No exceptions. That's why we're connecting virtually today. We're going to have to get better at the technical side of this. No president can promise to prevent future outbreaks. But I can promise you that when I'm president, I'm able to prepare better, respond better, recover better. Science. I'll listen to the experts and keep their advice. Rebuild American leadership and rally the world. That was the the real video from his virtual town hall, not the part where he wandered off camera because he didn't know what he was doing. And if you could hear through the static, what he was saying is we've got to master the technical side of this. That's what he was saying. So all all these people telling you, telling you that Donald Trump is mishandling this and saying, oh, wow, Biden, we can look to Biden for leadership. That is not and not at all what you want to be doing because it won't look good at all. So, all right, we're going to take a closer look at what is happening in just a second. But first, let us talk about LifeLock because you do want to keep your information safe. And once, if you lose stuff, you need help putting your identity back together. That's the biggest thing because if they get you, It's a mess. And during tax season, your name, your social security, lots of valuable information about yourself is emailed around a lot more than usual. And criminals can steal info from your devices and sell it on the dark web or use it to commit identity theft. To help prevent this, LifeLock, the number one most recognized brand in identity theft protection, LifeLock monitors for uses of your personal info, alerts you to possible suspicious activity, and you become a victim of identity theft a dedicated identity restoration specialist. If you do become a a victim of identity theft, a dedicated identity restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but having LifeLock means one less thing to stress about during tax season. Join now and save. You know, I used this just the other day. They sent me a notice that somebody had been on my credit uh, sites and uh, turned out to be wife, my wife, and I had her arrested. So join, join now and save up to 25% off your first year. Just go to lifelock.com slash Clavin. That's lifelock.com slash Clavin for 25% off. And you might want first to go on the dark web and find out how do you spell Clavin. There are no <laughs> There are none. I just make it look easy. It's K-L-A-V-A-N, just in case you've forgotten from the last time. <laughs> All right. So, so, you know, people are taking this like there's nothing there's nothing we need more right now than blowhards on social media telling making declarative statements about what the real truth behind everything is. Right. I'm seeing people on. Uh, partying in Nashville and saying, oh, Nashville is strong and all this stuff. I saw one girl who's desperate uh, to be famous on social media. She was doing the coronavirus challenge where she was licking a toilet seat on an airplane. 
unbelievable, unbelievable. But the rule stays the same, is that people's characters do not change in an emergency. They apply their characters to the emergency, and we get to see how they are. And, you know, as I was saying before, you don't see Donald Trump acting in an authoritarian way. I mean, this is really important because all we've heard is that the guy is a Nazi, right? The guy's just waiting. It, some, some people even on television, on CNN, MSNBC, have said he won't leave office and all this. Not one thing, not one authoritarian thing has he done where when you take communist mayor Bill de Blasio in New York, uh, you know, he is actually wants to use this to install actual communism. Federal government, at least the last few days, has started to come alive and do something, but we are so far behind. We need massive testing capacity all over the country, particularly in the most affected areas. We need the federal government to take over the supply chain right now. Right now, we have to make sure that the places in this country that need more ventilators, that need surgical masks, that need hand sanitizer, that that is a federalized dynamic where those factories that produce those goods are put on 24-7 shifts and those goods are distributed where they're needed most, as we would in wartime. So, you know, he's a, Pelosi did this too. Pelosi, uh, when she was putting together her bill, her funding bill, uh, among her initial demands were taxpayer lab refunds that were allowed to go toward aborting children because this uh, thing doesn't kill children. So she wanted to make sure the children were still being killed. Uh, permanent paid leave laws with no requirement. Uh, the leave is related to the pandemic. Reading this off the federals now. Even administering sick leave funds through the Social Security Administration, an organization that... Uh, that's offices are filled with the very same elderly Americans most vulnerable to the virus. So in other words, commie's going to commie. Trump is going to Trump. And Trump, what Trump does is he fixes things. And yes, as he said, dumb things, he does. Trump does say dumb things at times, but he does the right thing almost always. I mean, everything he has done has worked out really well. And so it's, it's really like his moment in a lot of ways, because this is the kind of thing that requires experts doing expert stuff. Interesting to see, though, as we're asking and as we're trying to feel out whether, you know, so much has gone on that since I was here last, there's been a national emergency declared. New York City has shut down its public schools. L.A. just by fiat declared all the bars and restaurants have to close, trying to keep people from interacting, this social distancing that is meant intended to keep me safe. That's the whole point of social distancing is you young people aren't going to suffer, but you do want to keep me safe. I'm a national treasure. You don't want to lose me. So, so it's, it's interesting to hear different ways of dealing with this. Uh, here's uh, Tony Fauci, who, of course, has been the main voice for the government in all of this and the best uh, voice. And he is wants social distancing. This is cut 14. Would you like to see a national lockdown? Basically, yeah. people, you can't go out to restaurants, bars. You need right. to stay home. Well, I would like to see a dramatic diminution of the personal interaction that we see in restaurants and in bars. Whatever it takes to do that, that's what I'd like to see. But the interesting thing, the interesting thing is the British are handling this very differently. The British are not doing this yet. And they're saying this is not the moment. And the reason they're saying this, OK, is because they don't think it'll last. Right. They think they don't think people will stay in their homes for very long, especially young people. They'll go nuts. They Right. So eventually uh, they'll go out and they'll intermingle. So what the British want to do is they want to wait for the right moment to call that tune to say that this is the time to stay uh, indoors. So here is a British, the British medical guy. I don't know his name. He's the main British medical guy explaining why they want to do this, because he's talking about how a virus will spread. The actions that we need to take are to try to do two things. It's to delay. Hopefully this will come on. It is to delay the peak and to push the peak down. 
So we're trying to reduce the number of cases at any one time. That's very important for NHS in order to make the NHS able to cope with this. And it's also important because it pushes it out into summer months where the NHS is less busy, but also where there may be less transmission of virus, respiratory infections in general tend to be a bit less common. So that's one aim, is to change the shape of this. And it's important to recognise it's not to stop everybody getting it. You can't do that. It's not possible to stop everybody getting it. And it's also actually not desirable because you want some immunity in the population. We need to have immunity to protect ourselves from this in the future. This is why this is such a crisis, right? Because the first time a disease goes through the population, there's no immunity, right? If it goes through, if it becomes another seasonal flu, eventually we'll have immunities to it like we have with other flus. And that's why everybody's so worried about it. That's why the death rate is so high, uh, you know, especially with older people like me who are all trying to protect, right? Remember, just keep that for, first and foremost in your mind, protect the Claven. You have to save the Claven. That is the national, uh, <laughs> the national thing to do. Meanwhile, Meanwhile, one thing that I think all of us can do and all of us should do is turn off cable news. I think cable news has become a serious, serious detriment to the national welfare. I think that they are doing nothing but spreading semi-information and fear. They're still pushing their political agendas when they shouldn't be, when they should really be dealing in information, doing the thing that news people do. You, you know, the political partisanship is great when times are good, but not when times are, you know, when things are, when it's necessary to all of us, for all of us to act together. You know, the, um, the attorney, uh, the Surgeon General, Jerome Adams, made this plea. I, I love this. This, this. He comes out and makes this plea to the press. I want you all to understand some straight talk from the nation's doctor. We really need you all to lean into and prioritize the health and safety of the American people. No more bickering. No more partisanship. No more criticism or finger pointing. There'll be plenty of time for that. But we all need to hit the reset button and lean into moving forward the health and safety of the American people are their top priority. More stories on how people can protect themselves, more people on how people can get the resources that they need that we've unleashed from the federal government and state and local governments. Less stories looking at what happened in the past. Again, there'll be time for that. So here's Brian Stelter's response uh, on CNN, cut 18. I need him to do his job, focus on keeping the country as healthy as possible. Do not lecture the media on how to handle this. Because, yes, the, the press is prioritizing public health. Every hour, journalists are getting information out to the public about how to protect themselves. But criticism is part of the American democratic experiment. It is so important to be able to criticize and challenge our leaders and demand answers. Yeah, I'm criticizing the government. That is what we are here to do. That is what's necessary in these moments in order to provoke change and improvements. CNN sucks. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, we all need to work together now, now. I want to attack Donald Trump. No, let's look at some of this important reporting we're getting. Here's David Brooks from the New York Times, a former newspaper, Cut 7. I found it an enraging week. Uh, we sat here many years ago when we saw some images of Katrina and bodies floating in New Orleans. And I think both Mark and I felt a, a deep sense of anger. And I feel a deep sense of anger that our government has uh, responded so badly. And frankly, it's, this is what happens when you elect a sociopath as president who doesn't care, who's treated this whole thing for the past month as if it's about him. How do people like me, minimizing the risks, does the stock market reflect well on me? And he hasn't done the normal things a normal human being would do, which was to let's take precautions. 
Let's do the backup things we need to do. Any president would sit down with his team and say, people will suffer here. Let's get ready. The failing New York Times, which is like so bad. <laughs> it's just amazing, amazing to me. Amazing to me. Any, anybody else would sit down. It's like Trump isn't doing that. And, you know, again, I will grant, I will grant that Trump says, you know, at the, at the start of this, you know, it's like, it's, it's not as if the government is all knowing. It's not as if the government is omniscient. And this is the other thing about leftists. They sit around and they think, oh, the, once the government is in place, once we nationalize the industries, once we you know, make sure that the government is doing it, everything will be great. No. I mean, what happens is when a lot of people are working on it from different angles, uh, that's when things happen. The people who want, you know, it is interesting. You know, the, the businesses pitch in, they help out, they make money off helping out. That's a good thing that inspires them, that spurs them on. But they also do help out. And this idea that somehow the government is taking over the industry is going to do so much better. And then at the same time, they're complaining about the government. It's the magic government, the imaginary government that's going to do so much better. It is an absolute childish reaction that they have. One of the reasons that uh, ter- that communists love terror is because it turns people into children looking for authorities. And that is the natural state of leftists and of the media. All right, let us talk for just a moment about the all-important Bembi. And then, no, I do not mean the deer. I mean an HR service that will really help you out if you have a small business. HR is one of the most difficult things for small businesses to deal with because the compliance rules are different in every state. They can come and get you. There can be uh, wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and you've got to keep track of all of that. Plus, an HR manager can cost you an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, which is B-A-M-B-E-E, B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. That is an amazing deal. $99 a month. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. Month to month, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. So go to Bambi.com slash Claven right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Claven, spelled BAM to the B-E-E dot com slash Claven, which is Clay to the, what, what is Claven again? How do you spell Claven? A momentary lapse, I forgot. So if you wanted to see how the other side, the non-sociopathic side, the Democrat side, would deal with this, all you had to do was wrench yourself away from real life and watch the Statler versus Waldorf debate last night. <laughs> Remember Statler versus Waldorf, the Muppet, the two old Muppets who would sit up in the balcony and complain? That was what we were listening. So let, let's take a look at some of this. I, Biden had his, his best moment, actually, when he went after Bernie with his socialist health care ideas. Here is, is just a clip of that. What's wrong with this hearing aid? Yeah, what's wrong? I can't hear with it. <laughs> oh! No wonder. It's too far away. (laughs) (laughs) That was was the actual actual Statler and Waldorf. Here are the Statler and Waldorf uh, who are running for president. This is cut number five. Bottom line here is in terms of Medicare for all, despite what the vice president is saying, what the experts tell us is that one of the reasons that we are unprepared and have been unprepared is we don't have a system. We got thousands of private insurance plans. That is not a system that is prepared to provide health care to all people. 
In a good year, without the epidemic, we're losing up to 60,000 people who die every year because they don't get to a doctor on time. And that, clearly this crisis is only making a bad situation worse. That has nothing to do when you're in a national crisis. The national crisis says we're responding. It's all free. You don't have to pay for a thing. That has nothing to do with whether or not you have an insurance policy. This is a crisis. We're at war with the virus. We're at war with the virus. It has nothing to do with co-pays or anything. We just passed a law saying that you do not have to pay for any of this, period. So that's another reason we need communism. <laughs> that was Biden's best moment because what he was saying was, no, let's let this crisis go to waste. Let's not use the crisis to stick us with these terrible systems. I mean, look at Europe. The reason Europe is having the problems that they're having is because they have all these national health care things that have left them with fewer devices, fewer tools to work with. It's, it's under capitalism that you have this abundance in the same reason, the same way you come to America and you get a million versions of you know, candy, and everybody goes, oh, that's just too, too luxurious here. The same way you get a million versions of devices and people building devices and building medications because they're spurred on by capitalism. But then, then Biden had uh, this to say about immigration, which is just amazing. I mean, this is one of the things when I talk about personality and ideas don't change in a crisis. You know, here's another thing about Donald Trump. Not only does he not become an authoritarian uh, under the crisis. So he's not revealing the secret authoritarian who's there. He also changes. He changes his mind. And so people point to the mistakes he's made of saying, oh, this will be nothing. It's going to pass. But did he stay there? That's the question. The real question is not whether people make mistakes, it's whether they correct themselves, right? And isn't that true in life too? And this is the thing. So that it is amazing to me that Trump learns, he goes forward, he changes things, he says silly things, he goes off at the mouth. We all know he does that. But the left will not let go of their ideas no matter what happens. So here is uh, Biden talking about illegal immigration cut 24. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. Why, you old fool. What? I'm not your son and my name's not Shine. <laughs> he calls me an old fool. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing control of my production staff here. <laughs> Here's here the real Statler and Waldorf. I will send to the desk immediately a bill that requires the access to citizenship for 11 million undocumented folks, number one. Number two, in the first 100 days of my administration, no one, no one will be deported at all. From that point on, the only deportations that will take place are commissions of felonies in the United States of America. So to be clear, only felons get deported and everyone else has Period. to stay. Yes. Yes. And the reason is it's about okay, uniting families. Mm. It's about making sure that we can both be a nation of immigrants as well as a nation that is decent. And so he's going to keep those borders open no matter what. Doesn't matter. You know, it's interesting. Germany is imposing temporary temporary controls on its borders with France, Switzerland, Austria, Denmark, and Luxembourg to stop the coronavirus spreading. What happened to the EU? What happened to the no borders EU? What happened to all the migrants pouring in who could come in through Germany? If one country let them in, they got to spread through the all of Europe. Uh, what happened? So, so now they're closing off those borders. But here's something you're not hearing. You know, that Donald Trump, he had a point. 
you know, those Brexiteers, they weren't so stupid after all. That's something you're not going to hear. That's, you know, being, being on the left means never having to say you're sorry. It always comes down in the end to using uh, conservative ideas to solve the problem and then going on to uh, accuse the right again about the next problem. So, how dare you? Yeah, how dare you? How dare? So just unbelievable moments. The, uh, Biden's worst moment, I thought, I, you know, aside from all the blithering, I mean, there's plenty of blithering. He confused one virus with another. He did all this stuff. But there was an exchange between Bernie and Biden on Social Security uh, where uh, you know, uh, Bernie was accusing Biden of wanting to cut it all the, all the time. And Biden denied it. Here's that cut. Yes, there's one leaving in five minutes. Be under it. <laughs> heckle me, you old fool. Heckle him. Is that a toupee you're wearing, or did your cat die? No, heckle him. Cut 21 is the one I'm looking for. <laughs> Have you been on the floor of the Senate? You were in the Senate for a few years. Yeah. Time and time again, talking about the necessity with pride about cutting Social Security, cutting Medicare, cutting veterans programs. No. You never said that? No. All right. America, go to the website right now. Go to the YouTube right now. Go to the YouTube. (laughs) Go on the interweb and go to the YouTube. So we here at The Daily Wire went to the YouTube. Uh, Here is cut nine. Joe Biden, Just you just heard him with one sentence. You know, it's not as if Biden has ever lied about every single thing that has come out of his mouth. But here he is being proved uh, uh, still the same old liar he always was. Cut nine. I argued that we should freeze federal spending. I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it a third time, and I tried it a fourth time. I'm one of those Democrats who voted for the constitutional amendment to balance the budget. I have introduced on four occasions, four occasions, entire plans to balance the budget, knowing I'm not president and I'm not the leader, but for illustrative purposes. I tried with Senator Grassley back in the 80s to freeze all government spending, including Social Security, including everything. Senator, we have a deficit. We have Social Security and Medicare looming. The number of people on Social Security and Medicare is now 40 million people. It's going to be 80 million in 15 years. Would you consider looking at those programs, age of eligibility, cost of living, put it all on the table? The answer is absolutely you have to. You're a lion dog face pony soldier. <laughs> yes. so that was the Statler Waldorf debate. I really have to say Trump tweeted, I must say that was a very boring debate. Biden lied when he said, I want to cut Social Security and Medicare. That's what they all said four years ago and nothing happened. In fact, I saved Social Security and Medicare. I will not be cutting, but they will be careful. So that's Donald Trump. And I have to say, I disagree with him. I think they should not cut Social Security. I think they should raise the level at which it kicks in since people live so much longer now and there are fewer workers to pay into it. But that's not Trump. What is Trump is, is going to do? He tweeted, Sleepy Joe is so confused. Oh, this was uh, Trump campaign national press secretary, Kaylee McEnany. Uh, Joe has called the coronavirus SARS, called the coronavirus the swine flu, called the H1N1 virus the N1H1, forgot the name of the Ebola virus, describing it as what happened in Africa. Joe is so lost. Sleepy Joe Biden, who has no clue what the hell he's doing. (laughs) And here, you know, 
this is go, goes back to, I, I think I was talking about this last week, is Trump, you know, again, we, we know Trump says things he shouldn't say, blah, 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 blah. But Trump has been right about everything. He was right about the China supply chain. When he was running in the primaries, we used to make fun of him. We used to make fun of him. And I used to play this, um, uh, you know, this uh, montage of Trump saying the word China over and over again. And they put it to music. It was really funny. It was like, China, the problem is China. The supply chain in China, the problem is China. They're screwing us. They're doing this. And I mean, completely right. He was completely right about it. Build the wall. He wanted to build the wall. And all the people left and right were saying, no, this is not the thing to do. But of course, of course, it was a major problem. We saw during the last, uh, the midterms, we saw when people were pouring over the border, a problem that Trump for now has solved. And the wall is being built slow by slow, but it is being built. He was right about that. He was right about globalization. You cannot protect the world. You cannot protect the whole world. You can protect your corner of it. You can protect your country. And Trump has done that. So, you know, for all of Trump's uh, eccentricities, for all of his flaws as a human being, he has those. His vision has really been the correct vision. His vision has really been something that had it been in place 20 years ago, we wouldn't have the problem we have now. And if it uh, if he continues to, to be allowed to put it into place, we won't have problems like this. They won't be as bad in the future. I mean, to see to see the Democrats worried about the nonsense they're worried about when Trump is doing what has to be done is really, truly amazing. All right. Listen, I am thrilled that you have tuned in. But if you aren't a Daily Wire member, you are missing all the stuff. Right now, you can get 10% off any membership plan you choose when using the promo code Claven. What do members get, you ask? I'm glad you asked that question. Ask it again. What do members get? They get our articles ad-free, access to all of our live broadcasts and show library, the full three hours of the Ben Shapiro show, select bonus content, access to the mailbag, and more. Plus, our new all-access tier gets you into exclusive live online Q&A discussions with me, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, and Michael Knowles, plus Daily Wire writers and special guests. And don't forget, you'll also get the greatest of all beverage vessels, the Leftist Tears Tumbler. I wish I had it with me now. I forgot I left my water downstairs, so that's why I'm getting a little rough voice. But you will get all of those goodies plus 10% off when you use the promo code CLAVEN. So get off your keister, save some money, and come join us. Once you're a Daily Wire member, we will send you the decoder ring that tells you how to spell CLAVEN. There are no easy all right, it's K-L-A-V-A-N. we got to take a break from YouTube and Facebook. Come to dailywire.com and subscribe. So, you know, we, we've, I keep talking about the fact that I'm not talking about character. I'm talking about personality. You know, characters, people can be um, of mediocre character, but have good personalities, personalities suited to certain things. And it takes a long time for the truth to come out. And one of the things in this situation, in a situation where there are things we don't know, you're never going to be a virologist. I'm never going to be a virologist. We're always going to have to depend on experts for information. And it is true. It is definitely true that experts always want you to be hyper safe. And in re regular times, you just can't do it. I've heard experts say, you know, you have to wash your hands every time you pet the dog. I've heard experts say, oh, you should wear a helmet when you jog. And you think like, you know, 
Maybe the statistics show that that's true. Maybe that's even a smart thing to do. I'm not washing my hands every time I pet my dog. That is just not happening. I'm not wearing a helmet when I jog. It's just not happening. That's why in this moment, you, you, it is understandable that you question, are we going too far? Are we doing too much? But this is not the moment to ask those questions. I mean, when you decide that you're going to take a jog without your helmet, that makes perfect sense. But to say, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think this is as bad as people say it is. So I'm going to a bar, to a big party, and I'm going to hang out with all my friends, no matter what they tell me. Remember, when you do that, you're endangering me. And if there's one thing that should be first and foremost in your mind, do not endanger me. Save the Claven, because once I'm gone, once I'm gone, there'll be nobody to tell you this stuff. It takes, you know, you have to watch people. This is the thing you can know. You can know what people are like by watching them. They're, they're going to try and do everything they can to hide Joe Biden from the public. But ultimately, Ultimately, the truth comes out. You know, I was watching Jennifer Rubin. She's a reporter for the Washington Post. And I think she was not always this crazy, but she has really gone really nutty. And when I see her talking about how what a wonderful leader Joe Biden would make, I think, great, crazy lady endorses like empty headed man. She talks about it and she says, you know, this is going to affect Republicans more than it does Democrats because Republicans are old. And so Fox News is this terrible, terrible thing. And what you're seeing there is you're not getting information. You're not that's not giving you any information. She doesn't know who's going to die. She doesn't know anything about that. You're just getting character. And so character is something that you can see. And that's important in a democracy because you are going to be electing the characters uh, who govern you. Which brings me to Andrew Gillum, the guy who was a candidate for he was the mayor of Tallahassee, I believe it was. And he was the candidate for Florida governor, and he lost uh, to Ron DeSantis by like 1%, okay? He was this close to being the governor of California. Over the weekend, he was not arrested, but he was. the police were called to a motel room where he was puking, and his friend was passing out. Nobody could even put together an intelligible sentence uh, to the police. The police did not uh, treat it as a crime because they want to be called in cases of uh, overdoses. So they'd say, all right, we're not going to arrest you. We want to save your life. That's the way they are. But they found uh, baggies of suspected crystal meth around. And it turns out this guy, as was not reported for a long time in the American press, it was reported on social media, but it was reported by the Daily Mail in uh, Britain. And it has been confirmed here is that the other guy who was there was a gay escort. So here's a guy, Andrew Gillum, who made a big deal of being of posing with his extremely attractive wife and his beautiful three children caught with a, a essentially a gay hooker. I mean, they've been putting that, you know, the guy posts porn and all this stuff uh, and taking crystal meth. And he announced he said after he announced uh, on Sunday, after conversation with my family and deep reflection, I've made the decision to seek help, guidance and enter a rehabilitation facility at this time. This has been a wake up call for me since my race for governor ended. I fell into a depression that has led to alcohol abuse. I witnessed my father suffer from alcoholism and I know the damaging effects it can have when untreated. I also know that alcoholism is often a symptom of deeper struggles. I'm committed to doing the personal work to heal fully and show up in the world as a more complete person. But this is a guy, you know, and again, <laughs> I'd be making jokes about it, except I kept, keep thinking about his three children. I mean, he just has these three absolutely beautiful children. His wife is very attractive, very uh, looks like a really sweet person, too. 
but you just don't know uh, who people are if you're not watching. And this is something that like you can learn. You know, this is something when you pay attention to when, when people are talking, you can find out who they are. And so many times, so many times, the words coming out of people's mouth are not conveying information, but they are conveying personality. And it matters in a democracy because you have a choice. You have a way of telling who people are, you know, of, of telling who people are and who should govern you. One percent, one percent kept this guy, as I recall it, kept this guy out of the governor's office of Florida. And that is a really, really interesting thing to me that it came that close. And the other thing that's happening now that really kind of brings this to the fore is President Trump says he's considering a full pardon for former national security advisor Michael Flynn, reading this from the Wall Street Journal, who pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI about his contacts with a top Russian official. And this has been a sore point for many conservatives because Michael Flynn did nothing wrong apparently mischaracterize a phone call he made to a Russian official, a Russian ambassador, that was not in itself illegal. So this is what's called a process crime. And even the guys who interviewed him said that they did not think he was lying on purpose. And the rumors are that basically they put him in a vice, that Mueller and the FBI put him in a vice and basically said, we're going to ruin your life, we're going to bankrupt you, we're going to ruin your son's life, we're going to prosecute him if you don't plead guilty. And he has now been trying to take back that guilty plea, he feels, which is a really, really hard thing to do. They don't let you do it. So Trump, in a tweet Sunday, criticized the FBI and Justice Department, saying they had, quote, destroyed Mr. Flynn's life and pointed to what he said was a report that the agencies had lost records in the case. And the Wall Street Journal says it wasn't clear what report Mr. Trump was referring to. But I think it was because Catherine Herridge, who is doing a great job at CBS News, and I've said this, they have really good people at CBS News. I don't think they do so much uh, at NBC and ABC, but Catherine Herridge is great. Um, the woman I'm always pointing to is names just slipped my mind. I sound like Joe Biden too, but still, uh, who does the morning uh, Sunday show there. She is really good. She uh, tweeted out, uh, she sent out tweets showing reports that documents were no longer in the government's possession, that the judge was saying things happen and documents get lost. Uh, So Trump is actually talking about something real, that there are documents that the defense says are, uh, will clear Flynn that have not seemed to have disappeared. And so Trump is saying, I'm strongly considering a full pardon. The White House didn't comment uh, beyond the tweet, which came as the administration continues to grapple with the fast-moving coronavirus emergency. The FBI and Justice Department also declined to comment. These are things you can learn. You know, these are important things because I'm, I'm watching social media and I'm watching Twitter and I'm seeing a lot of people, some of whom I know, some of whom I like, making declarative statements about what's happening in the world, about what is happening in terms of this coronavirus. And it's not that they're wrong. I don't know if they're wrong. It's that they don't know if they're wrong either. All we know is what we're being told. Unless you are an actual virologist, you don't really have an opinion. You, know, you, just, you just don't know. And that's a tough thing to, to embrace. The power of I don't know is extraordinarily large. There's a lot of power in saying, I don't know, but nobody likes that power. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to say it. It is one of the three most important things you can say in life. Thank you. I'm sorry. And I don't know. And it's one of the things that people aren't saying. And it's, it, give, it gives people a sense of power and control to attack the government, to say the government is being incompetent. It gives them a sense of power and control to saying they're telling us this, but the real secret is that. 
Those are not things you're ever going to really know because you're not an expert. You're going to have to listen to the experts in an emergency. But you can tell character. You can look at people and tell their characters for good and ill. And I think once you do that, at least you know better who to vote for. And those are things you really can know. All right, a final reflection. Here is a thing that I missed that came out. There were posters up, uh, billboards for it up all over L.A. I didn't look at it, and I don't know exactly why. But it's called Asian Comedian Destroys America. And it's this guy, Ronnie Chang, I think it's pronounced, uh, who is Malaysian. Uh, he is on The Daily Show. He was on that cra- in that Crazy Rich Asians movie. And this thing is genuinely funny. He's a recent uh, a newcomer to America. He clearly loves the country, but he finds comedy in it. Here's a little clip. The abundance in this country, out of control. So much stuff. Everyday new stuff. It's like Christmas every day. Hyperloops, electric cars, SpaceX, robot vacuums, iPhone 8s and 10s at the same time. Can't even wait in America. We get the iPhone 8, we're like, you know what? 8 and 9, 10. Let's go. Just skipping iPhone models. So much stuff. There's so much food in America. There's so much food every. Food, so much, so much content, so much content. Oh my God, so much content on demand. So many screens, the most screens per capita in the world. Every night in America is like a competition to see how many screens we can get between our face and the wall. Right? It's like iPhone, iPad, laptop, TV, and then Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> the guy is genuinely funny. It's actual social commentary, not just a, describing body parts. So it's actually uh, worth watching. Even his one anti-Trump joke, which we knew was coming, there's always got to be an anti-Trump joke. Even his one anti-Trump joke is an actual funny anti-Trump joke. Uh, it is really worth watching. And it, it is not just funny and entertaining while you're locked away in your house, but it is also an incredibly affectionate tribute to this country, uh, which deserves uh, the tribute all the way. I really enjoyed it. All right. Take care of yourselves. Remember, remember, don't think of yourself. Think of me. Everything you're doing is to keep me safe. That is the most important thing you can do. And if you're not doing that, then you are not serving your country. I'll be back here tomorrow if I live. If, if you know, it's all dicey. But if I can, I'll be back here tomorrow. I'm Andrew Claven. This is The Andrew Claven Show. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, give us a five-star review. And also tell your friends to subscribe, too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Matt Wall Show, and The Michael Knoll Show. Thanks for listening. The Andrew Clavin Show is produced by Robert Sterling and directed by Mike Joyner. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Technical producer, Austin Stevens. And our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. Assistant director, Pavel Wydowski. Edited by Adam Saievitz. Audio mixed by Robin Fenderson. Hair and makeup is by Jessua Alvera. Animations are by Cynthia Angulo. Production assistants, McKenna Waters and Ryan Love. The Andrew Claven Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2020. As neurotics on the left and even on the right suffer a nervous breakdown and hoard warehouses full of toilet paper, the Trump administration implements policies that actually help stop the spread of the bubonic plague. We will examine why hysterics don't help during a pandemic. 
Then Joe Biden confuses every major disease of the past decade while duking it out with Bernie Sanders. Ronald Reagan's son proselytizes for atheism during the debate and the left takes advantage of the global panic. All that and more, check it out on The Michael Knowles Show. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost.